Boy, I'm two seconds from being on you like white on rice and a glass of milk on a paper plate in a snowstorm. I'm going to put my foot so far up your ass, the water on my knee will quench your thirst. Oh, uh, Major Payne. Hey, heaven. You just watched that movie, too. That is exactly why I, I gave it to like, you. I was like, yo, I just heard that shit the other day. See, good. Good. Because yeah. for those of you who do not know, Drew had never seen Major Payne. Well, never. technically... I was looking at it, but I didn't. I was looking at it on Netflix. I think it was on Netflix, and I just was like, "I'll watch it later," or some shit like that. That's not the point. Because you know, I like didn't watch it prior to. Because I'm a big fan of Damon Wayans, and you are. That's why I was like, I was like, I'll watch this another time, but never got to it. My bad. See, but that was an adulthood. That's the point I'm trying to make. You a whole thirty year old man. That's right. You had never seen it. That's cool, y'all. It's a lot of movies that Tiff didn't see, though. Don't know what you want to start. That you want to start? Listen, you will not win. I I, I got a list of the movies I put Tell you me. on. Tell really? I'm listening. Yeah, New Jack City. You didn't put me on a New Jack City. Um, it was one black movie you didn't see. Exactly. I, you just no, said no, there's no. mad of them. Um, hold on. You thinking of a lie? I'll get I'll get back to it because you're thinking of a lie. Don't worry. Because it's a lie. Proceed. Anyway, what's up, um, y'all? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to doing? another episode of Oh My Goodies. How y'all feeling? It's on February this snowy, snowy already. week. Yeah, that's it's that's so crazy. Fucking brick. <laughs> fucking if you're not freezing from New York, balls. that just means it is cold as shit. Yeah, sub zero cold. It's frozen cold. We don't say that. <laughs> we say mad cold, dumb brick, mad brick, brick ass. I feel like that's 90s though. 90s, early 2000s. Nah, I still use brick ass. If you still use dead ass, you still use brick. Well, I, I use I use dead ass cold. Like it's mad cold. Yeah, that's another one. Cold. But I feel like dead ass cold is not as cold as brick. Cold as balls. Brick ass. No one said, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> what you loving on this week? I'm loving on Black History Month. Um, I felt, I feel, I still feel like we should have the whole year, but we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> um, you know, you know, you saw that skit with uh, Bobby Brown and and Whitney Houston. Which one? When they was in the store? No, when they was like Black History Year. Like, it should be a whole year. I see that skit. I, I saw like the it skit was that like they saw. was getting um interviewed by somebody, mm-hmm. and they was like, "How you feel about Black History?" Some shit like that. And Bobby Brown's like, "Black History, yeah, some shit like like that." I think, <laughs> but um, yeah, Black History Month. I mean, it's an amazing feeling to be black. Um, you know, we're just we're just fucking awesome. Like, nah, just fucking awesome. Um, we we know how to dance. We know how to sing. I mean, not all. We know how, what? Who? I'm, I'm just I, know, I ain't say real. all. I'm just, you said we. You said no. I said those are one of the many talents that we possess. Okay. You know. We, so we basically bring flavor to everything. Yeah, you know, you need that chocolate. That you know, I'll even throw in like a little, you know, the light skinned people out there. Yo, where nah, are, we, just where are you with going with this? Sir? I'm fucking with y'all. This I don't want so- y'all to think it's like a, a fucking. Battle between light skin and dark skin shit. Like we all in this together. Why even go? Yeah. But um, yeah, basically Black History Month. Um, I'm loving on this week. Um, 
you know, pay homage to everybody, you know, the Markham, the Malcolm X of the world, Martin Luther King's of the world, you know, Rosa Parks, you know, Shirley Chisholm. Don't she got a a, a building? I think Shirley Chisholm. She she got a couple. So. It's about your old building, your old job. Oh yeah, but yeah. she has a couple. Just yeah, like no, Martin no, Luther I know King she. Yeah, has a couple. Yeah, I know she Thurgood has. A... Marshall you got a couple. No, I, I, I was just shocked to see it, cause I remember I had wrote a paper on her one in, in school. Oh yeah, yeah, probably. That's probably the only thing they made you do that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, cause everybody, everybody, fucking day. in school, everybody want to pick Malcolm X and fucking Martin Luther King, but um, Sicily. Yeah, but Queen but which, Sicily. Yeah, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. So what are you loving on this week? Naps. Uba. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Fucking naps. I forgot what naps felt like. Bro. Though. Naps. Because honestly, <laughs> I think we've said this several times. And as an adult, or like someone pretending to be an adult, I guess what you want to call it, but we did not appreciate nap time. We really didn't. A nice good nap, yo, that should be hitting. Yeah. I yeah. dead. I literally take meetings, put them on my calendar, right? I will block off a chunk of time and be like, I am unavailable for the next hour. And me and y'all will be taking a fucking nap. Period. Shit, if you get a nap with her. No, that's why I got to be very strategic. Yeah. I got to be very strategic and be like, okay, I know at around this time, she a little bit drowsy, you know, pop mm-hmm. a boob in there real quick. That's her kryptonite. You know, lay it down. And then if I see her kind of inching, then I'm like, okay, let me block this hour off real quick. Mm-hmm. Right? And okay. I will take that nap. Or like lunchtime, nap time. Yeah, my ass, well, being that I was the only child, I'm the only child. Um, I had naps and I used to wake up like, if somebody fucking ring my bell or knocked on my door to play tag or some shit, manhunt. What? Isn't I would wake random? up from my nap. Mind you, I didn't go to sleep in like bed clothes because it was like six o'clock. You're taking a nap, so you're not gonna change your bed clothes. But I would wake up, put on my sneakers, run outside, fucking crust in my eye and shit. Dirty. Dirty. No, no, no. Crust in my eye. <laughs> fucking playing tag. I can barely see. I just woke up. The sun is still out. And it's crazy. Now I don't even have energy for all that shit. Like Bro, I ain't got energy for a lot know, of I shit. I don't yeah, I don't like each nap is like I really have to count the minutes. Like, or you because Tiff is always clocking me. Like, you said thirty minutes. I'm saying it's no, thirty two minutes. Okay, y'all, maybe we'll put this on post because a nap is not you staying asleep for four or five hours. That's not a nap. Like, who stayed asleep four or five hours, bro? That's, you if that I, was before Yara. Yeah, Not yeah, now. Yeah, you know it's yeah. impossible to get an hour. But that's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. If we have a consensus and you still knocked out three hours later, that ain't a goddamn nap. It's not a nap. Okay. Okay. Right? You know, the, you need to, you, you need to learn the art of the nice cat nap. Cause those cat naps, those be hitting sometimes too. Like you work up, you wake up re-energized sometimes. And you've seen this too. If you nap too long, it fuck up your energy level. No, that's true. And you true. wake up tired and you wasn't when you went to sleep. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta chill in the middle a little bit. Did you know random because you mm-hmm. talking about tag? Did you know the tag stands for tap and go? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank you for, for, for making that clear. No. <laughs> I thought it was just a tag. The more you know. 
Thank you. Good I boy. could pass it on to Yara. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was actually a good segue. Did you do that mm-hmm. on, purpose? on purpose? I did do it on My, purpose. Look at you. I'm He's that like, creative. Are you? Yeah. We'll save that for another day. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's a perfect segue actually into what we wanted to talk about this week. Um, it actually was prompted because like, a, was it a few weeks back? We had um, like deep ass conversations mm-hmm. with like a group of friends and we've been having them consistently, honestly, especially since this pandemic got people thinking, yep. learning themselves, all that shit. So one of the questions that were asked were like, um, what advice would you give to someone like kind of trying to conceive or trying to have a child right Mm -hmm. and for me i don't know if it did for you but for me that question really made me kind of um self-reflect right and when i self-reflected like even prior to having yara one of the podcasts that i listened to is the read and and crystal was always talking about inner child this inner child that and I don't think people really connect what that means. Like a lot of the times people sit there and think like in the playful way, like you're in a child, like the spontaneous part of you, the, the child, the part that's not fully an adult, you know, mm-hmm. um, or whatever the case may be, kind of like an alter ego. But like there's a deeper, deeper um, conversation surrounding that. I feel like a lot of the times people don't really have to proactively think about it. It's not something that they generally think about. They grow up, they move through the phases and stages in their life and they never really stop to think about you know what's unhealed inside of them like what powers how they are what they do why they do it the way that they do right right Right. so like for me that question kind of made me really look at you know my inner child because after having yara even from last week's episode some of the conversations that we were having where okay well I didn't have this as a child. So I definitely want her to have that. And the only way for me to realize that is to really like self-reflect and be like, okay, looking back on my childhood, it was fantastic. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, And there's obviously things that's like, oh, well, if I could change this, I would change that. Okay. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to talk about y'all. Yep. Conversations with your inner child. Okay. Are y'all ready though? I don't think y'all ready. Are y'all ready though? I don't think they're ready though. <laughs> so, I guess we can start with what an inner child is, right? Um, and I came with the research. I came with the tabs open. Drew will tell you I got like yeah, she got twelve tabs info. open right now. I did. The, I did the she research. Did research. For y'all. I did the research for y'all, right? So, according to Merriam-Webster, which we know is like big Kahuna dictionary and shit an inner child is defined as the childlike usually hidden part of a person's personality that is characterized by playfulness spontaneity and creativity usually and this is the this is the banger accompanied by anger hurt and fear attributable to childhood experiences Mm, that's a good definition yeah it's a true definition it's true yeah i mean it's like all it's like think of all right guys think of like the movie um drop dead fred no did you see drop dead (gasps) 
You've never seen Drop Dead Fred? No. Oh my what is what is oh my god. Think of the movie um with the emotion. What's that movie with the emotions? And... Inside out. Inside out. Yeah. That's basically what we're talking about. Like all Ooh, of those, I like that. Yeah, all of those emotions like fear, anger, uh happy, sad, um, you know, adventurous, all those put together. Anxiety. Anxiety. Because that motherfucker, he was he yeah, was on he was on some crack. The whole time. He was on some poker <laughs> some. Honestly, I feel like he was probably my favorite. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But yeah, think of all those emotions, put them in one ball, and then there you have like a you know, a freaking wonderful child. But like sometimes that don't play out. Like in mm-hmm. my childhood, um, I could say that um you know, not having a sibling, like, okay, I was alone most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure things out by myself. I couldn't like compare, you know, because every time somebody think of comparison, they they automatically jump to like something bad. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, it's a learning. It, it could be good. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could be good too. But I didn't have that counterpart or counterparts mm-hmm. to compare with. I had, I think, a few elements of that, but I didn't have everything. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was like, I was the quiet kid. Yeah, I was the quiet kid who held a lot of stuff in. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily is like anger, but it's like fear, also. Okay. Because I, I was by my, I, I wasn't, I couldn't relate to people who had siblings. Like I would go over to my cousin's house, and I would see how they, they would interact. And I would want that. I wanted that myself. Like I wanted somebody to fight with. I want somebody to share my stuff with. You know, like Aww. yeah, you know. And then as I grew up, I was like, you know, um, I, I kind of missed out on that. Mm-hmm. Even though I did, like I said, I did have cousins that I would go to their house every other week. I don't think it was the same. Yeah, you know, kind of connection like in home type. Of yeah, because you got those. You know, those fam- family gatherings where you see brothers and sisters get together and they talk about the good times. Aww. Like, yeah, we got beat together. <laughs> That's good Mama time. took the switch out. Well, you and you and you and you got stories. You got stories well, with Chris when y'all used to do that weird ass fucking monkey hair game yo <laughs> wait, like, wait 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 time out it's black history we t- we're not about to talk about bro this that's what you called it i guess I'm, i mean it felt good pause <laughs> pause yo what, what all it felt ta- good but it, it was like and you know what we have to do an episode soon so you need to ca- you need <sighs> to gather your 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 men um so that we can do an episode on toxic masculinity um, and showing love as males. I mean, because certain things you pause... just don't do. Certain no. things we just don't do. Don't worry, okay? y'all. I'm going to come with the heat. Certain all things this, we just don't do All of this shit that's coming out right men. now, I'm going to come with the heat in that conversation. I'm going to come with all the motherfucking okay. heat. All of it. But like, So I'll... y'all listening, give me the heat that you want me to throw because I got some. I'm just, I'm, I'm containing the heat. I'm containing it. And I'm going to come blasting. Okay, you finished? You done? I'm done. Okay. Um, like I said, you know, I couldn't do things that my my cousins was doing with their sisters or brothers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I did get hit with my with my cousin I mean, from my grandma. Why is that the because, connection that you have? No, I'm just saying the 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 hurt, the hurt that I felt with it. You y'all, pain, was, y'all had suffering. a trauma bond. Okay. Yeah, it was one day I came with my mother, my grandpa, my grandmother came home me and my cousin was watching blues clues you oh, know how blues clues tell you you could do whatever you want to do right oh, guys 
And then we looked at Blue. You know, guys? We looked at Steve like, yo, this motherfucker, he's like a father figure too. Like he's, he was showing us where hidden shit is at. Like he was giving us clues and shit. Like, come on. Which I did. We was jumped. You know how you, your grandmother or grandfather got the plastic on the couch? We was jumping on that couch. What's Steve got to do with that? He said you could do whatever you want to do. Oh. I think in one episode. He, I don't think and he told we was like, we, we looked at each other. We was like, word? Oh, shit. We started jumping, hitting each other with the pillow. My grandma came in. I was like, what she the fuck? Y'all ass. We went First, I, I went know. in her room, and then he followed, Chris followed, and we went under the bed. Y'all Mind even you, have I was a, a little, I was smaller than him, so I went unfer, un, under first. My grandmother got the first one she saw. And she saw Chris' ankles. Oh man, it was a wrap. Y'all could and I be- and I was hiding behind it. And then eventually, I had to get out from the. Bed. I mean, she yeah. My ass. Honestly, you probably got it worse because you was the last one, and she was like, "Honestly, that's how it was with me." Yeah. Whenever we would hide, it was like you you make me exert more effort. I'm beating your ass. Yeah. Um, but so like you didn't even have a plan. It sounded like y'all y'all was supposed to split up. But but the <laughs> thing is, that's why I say. Having like having a sibling is, I feel like it's a blessing because same. You could like parent teacher conference. <laughs> it's a blessing. Are no, you about to I'm say a, it's a blessing because all the scheming you could do? I mean, yeah, <laughs> because I used to act like I was asleep when my mother and father used to go to parent teacher conference, what? and I knew that I had a bad grade in the class, and I knew what teacher they were seeing, mm-hmm. so I would act like I'm taking a nap, and I hear the door. I'm sleep. How would they be how like, would wake your ass up? How would that have helped you? Because that they all the attention like, yeah, is Drew's, on you. Drew's really sleep. If you get a bad grade, right? You get a bad grade. It's gonna let. It's gonna lessen. It's it gonna lessen like the the pain you're you're gonna receive if you was the only child. Because if you have a sibling or siblings, even better, you don't. They get might the get smoke. good grades. You might have failed the class, but after they go to your class first, they'll be like. Hmm, I'm I'm so proud my my son got an A. I'm so proud my daughter got an A, and kind of not forget that you failed, but then not gonna be like so harsh that they went to a fucking class to hear that you failed. They have to come right back home and beat your ass. I feel like it'll be the opposite though. They have no good news. They just have bad news all day. Yeah, but I feel like it might just be the opposite because if you got one child that's excelling, the other child is like nah, and there's such a contrast. I feel like they're going to feel even more disrespected at Nah, that point. nah. They're going to be like, yo, you fucking tutor your brother until he fucking passed math. Okay, so here you see. This is clear, right? It's clear. All of you who have siblings, right? <clears throat> throw us something in a DM at oh my goodness on Instagram or, or throw it in the inbox at ohmygoodins at gmail.com and let us know. Because Drew's speaking from no experience. He thinks that if you have a sibling that is doing better than you, that that is going to lessen the smoke that you get. Please let me know if that is true or if that would increase the smoke that you get. Because I, I am feeling like it will at least moderately increase because it's like, yo, why you can't be more like blank? Do what you got to do. It's not just going to be like, oh, well, here, you know, use your sister as a compass. Like, nah, parents ain't teaching. <laughs> it ain't saying mm-hmm. nothing like that. That's true. But let me know, y'all. Let, let us yeah, know. Because I'm just speaking from my Because I want to know. Okay? I want to know. I've been trying to find out for years. With I feel like, okay, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? What? This don't have to be an episode. This going to be something, though. 
I need you to write all the questions that you have <laughs> from mm. not having a sibling, right? And we will address those. I got one right here. Okay. What? <laughs> You've been holding what? it. Yo. What? Um, like, okay. If you're... <laughs> You have a sibling, right? I want. I always want to know these questions, but nobody answered me because they feel bad. But, like, did your parents ever have, did they ever say, yo, like, you dead ass my favorite in front of every sibling you had? Like, yo, you my favorite kid. Like, fuck these badass niggas. You, you my favorite, yo. <laughs> I'm you my sure ride or die. I'm like, pretty sure there's parents that have. There's not. Like, honest, you're not. I like, think that you're not supposed to say it. No, I know you're not supposed to. But I want to no, know No, I meant. No, you're not supposed to say it when. I feel like parents generally will have a little bit more. Um, couth, is that the word? Um, when you're younger. <laughs> because you're not supposed to display favoritism or whatever the case may be. Right? Mm. But. As you get older and you're adults, like you you know who the favorite. You know. Damn. You kind of just know. Damn. And that's not a bad that's not I wouldn't say it's not a bad thing or that it is a bad thing because you know there's favorites in different situations. Like you might not be mom's favorite, but you might be dad's favorite or you might be grandma's favorite, but you might not be granddad's favorite. Like you know Yeah, that's true. That's hopefully true. it kind of balances itself out and it's not just like blatant disregard cuz then that's a little bit that's a little bit fucked up, but but but, but technically, I, add, I think that I think all parents have favorites. But technically, whether or not you, they say it or not, I don't know. But I but feel you, like they all. But are do. you the favorite because you're the favorite, or are you the favorite because somebody's because feeling bad for you, or they you pity mean? that you are the favorite by so many other people? So they be like, "Damn, I feel bad for this guy or this girl." Like, like she's she's dead ass nobody's favorite? favorite child. Like, yo, you my favorite. Come here. I don't know. I don't think that it's that though. No. No, I don't think that it's that though. I don't know. I feel. I, I feel know. like you haven't watched This Is Us, but on This Is Us, for those of you who know, I think there was one part where, um, the mother had said something where the the, the twins thought that Randall was the favorite. Is that his name? I think it's Randall. And he was like, the mother said it in such a positive, affirming way, where it's like, I'm not calling you my favorite. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging that there's just different complexities to each of you children some of you are easier to manage in some ways than others and i feel like that's a very mm. nice politically correct way to put it <laughs> well, you can put it like that um another one of like the childhood mm -hmm. and in the child um i think one would have to be you, your if eyes if y'all can see only, drew's eyes just darting right now where he's like just going through his memory bank like, no all if these you're questions. like the only child like you have to if you're trying to have a child too, or um, children, mm. you have to realize that that child, if you have one child, that child is going to have to go through a lot, like in terms of like when they get older mm -hmm. and then you get older, mm. you have to think about it like that too. Because a lot of parents, not saying that my parents didn't think about it because they just wanted one child. Yeah. But if you are planning to have one child, just have them prepared for like life um, when they're like adults, because mm -hmm. they're gonna have to take care of you. You have to think about that. Yeah. You have to think about like how much stress is gonna be once they have a family, and then they gotta have to go from you to the mom to the father to you know, they're gonna be back and forth. So just keep that in mind. Um, that it might be like a lot on them. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up. What about you? I was gonna actually. I have a very 
spicy question, right? And I feel like I can ask you because you're you, but then also because you're one of the few only children that I know, I think. Yeah, there's not that many of you. Um, And if you are an only child, again, drop this, let us know. Given what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Intent aside, remember how we talked about intent versus impact? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because then we'll pivot into like how everything that you're saying kind of manifests itself in adulthood, right? Do you think that the act of having one child, given everything that you're saying, is selfish? No. Just like I don't think that having no child is is selfish. Mm -hmm. Because some people have one one child for many reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. um, for example, one person could have a child because of finance yep they can only afford one child they know what they can afford um some people they're just happy with you know either a boy or girl they're just happy just having it some people are just blessed that even have one child mm-hmm. so like they just like you know i've been through so much and i finally conceived i don't want to go through that again mm-hmm. i'm content you know with just having one one child you that know. was the devil's advocate in me because i'm thinking especially with the stuff that you were saying where it's not an intentional thought where people really realize that the act of having a child is a decision that you make. And oftentimes it's, it's lost on people that those decisions that you're making at that point about what you want to do, mm-hmm. not even inadvertently, very intentionally <laughs> create another life. Right. And it's like that life will be, um, impacted in ways that you anticipate ways that you don't anticipate so all the choices that you make for yourself are not just choices for yourself they're they're never just choices just for yourself anymore and that's why i ask that because i'm like if based on what you're saying worst case scenario like someone's like oh i don't have the financial capacity to blah 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 and then it's like oh what everyone's always like well should you have a child at that point then Mm. Right. Like, and those are also the questions that everyone kind of has. And I was like, that that's always been a, a very interesting conversation for me personally to kind of look at it from that devil's advocate process. Because I don't mm. think that the initial conversation is, oh, I want a child and these are all the things that I'm going to do to benefit that child and blah, blah, blah. Most of the time it's like, no, I just want a child. Like, I want a mm-hmm. child. I want my legacy. I want this. I want that. I want that. I want that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I totally agree with that, though, too. Like, I, I also think that people, like, speaking on legacy, like, me, myself, I want a legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to leave this earth without leaving something, mm-hmm. you know, that said I was here or yeah. Tiff was here, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my that's my um um thing with children. Yeah. Like, I don't, I like, like, again, I don't think everybody should have kids because some people... Like clearly, like we see on the news, shouldn't have shouldn't have had kids. Hmm. But you know, I feel like if you don't want to have kids, that's fine too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you, there's always adoption, or except there's adoption. There's ways that, and that's the thing. Like, it's not just one um, written um, rule book for everybody. There's adoption. There's um, fostering, right? Uh, and then there's also the children in your life, like. My aunt never had kids. She's the best 
aunt ever. She's just, mm-hmm. and she's always been like from my childhood onward, she's always kind of just been very present, very intentional, very wise and all of that stuff. So like there's, there's ways that you can still kind of leave yeah. a legacy. So it's not just, that's not even always the end on be all. But one of the crazy things, and then we'll get back in, um, mm-hmm. is that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Did you see that um, clip that was going around on, um, I think it was Ayanla, where the dude had like 30 kids or something. Uh, he I had like one 30 like... kids. Um, and that's what made me think about that devil's advocate question because it's like, okay, yeah, you can plant your seed, you can pop out a seed, do whatever you want, but like, what's the impact that you're having on a whole ass human being that didn't ask to be here? Like mm. the, um, and there was one dude in the comments that was like, well, this is possible. This is not um, unforeseen. You can have 30 kids at a time and um, all of them are great. No. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, that's that brings us back to that inner child question because it's like, children need more you yourself included even your inner child and that's what we're going to get into is like Mm -hmm. children need more than just maintenance right Right. they they don't just need you to um care for them change them bathe them feed them read to them they need affection they need affirmation they need validation they need lessons Mm -hmm. all of that and i again and this might not just be like me speaking from my capacity I don't know how that can be done with 30 kids. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't know how that can be done. Like, there's going to be some things that fall through the cracks. And there's always things that fall through the cracks. But obviously, quantity increases the the possibility that that will happen. And for me, um, especially having Yara, one of the things that I've been very intentional about thinking about is when it comes to certain things like risk, risk assessment. Like, if I'm right, then there's this. If I'm wrong, then there's this. Mm-hmm. Which door am I most comfortable with if it was a worst case scenario? You know, like for the dude that was like, I can have 30 kids and I'll be the perfect dad and be great with all of them, right? First of all, kids are unpredictable. There's that. We, we have told kids. y'all that. Yeah, kids are unpredictable. Um, parenthood is unpredictable. You don't know what you'll go through. You don't mm-hmm. know how you'll um be as a parent of two versus a parent of five. Like, you don't know if you'll go through postpartum because that happens for dads too. You know, you don't know any of these things. So are you comfortable with the risk of being wrong if you end up being wrong? No. You know, and that's the question that I generally ask for myself because I think a lot of the time those questions don't get asked. But circling back when you were talking about like all the things that you were thinking about in your childhood, how do you feel that a lot of the things that you mentioned, like things that I guess you say maybe you missed out on, how do you think that that manifests in you as an adult now? How does that shape how you move? Are there certain things, whether before Yara or after Yara, that you feel like a light bulb was like, yo, shit, this is my inner child talking? I mean, yeah. Like, when you go, like, when I go used to go out, like, by myself, like, either to a bar, maybe to a movie, or just even shopping. Like, I know a lot of people like to go shopping with other people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I was always, like, I always grew into, like, going out by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I go to a bar, like, people be like, yo, you here by yourself? Like, damn, I couldn't do that shit. You know, that that made me, you know, into a person who don't need a lot of, don't need anybody to, you know, be in my company mm-hmm. to, like, have a good time. 
you know that's where i think the the good came into like being the only child and stuff just being by yourself and you know what about the bad well the bad is like you be lonely you get lonely sometimes mm-hmm. um well all the time <laughs> oh, damn <laughs> well all you the ain't t- have an imaginary friend you saw yeah. inside out I, I i think i had barney or some shit you did love you some barney yeah i had barney but you know like like a real real person you know not some imaginary thought or oh friend or shit. we need to see drop dead fred i didn't know that you had never seen it it's nah, not it's not a black it. movie but it's it's a pretty good movie all right so the reason i asked you about like good versus bad is because when we read the definition it was like okay all the great things about you know the innocence of, of children innocence um meaning like the creativity just the joy the spark um the fearlessness Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, the not so great aspects of it, like the shame, the need for validation, the hurt um, and all that stuff. Right. So one of the resources that I have um, generally kind of give you like a few signs about like, OK, well, here's how you can recognize if, you know, you have what they call a quote unquote wounded inner child. Right. And And most of the times you don't think about that initially because it's like most people, like I said, just kind of go through life, perform, do what they need to do. And it isn't until you get to like, I guess, uh, a crossroads, I feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And whatever that might be where you're like, okay, you're thinking you're good. You're thinking you're okay. um, And you're not really understanding that you possibly suppress some shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And now that shit's bubbling to the surface. So what they give as signs, and this was insightful for me, is you feel inadequate and constantly belittle yourself. Mm-hmm. You experience anxiety. You suffer from a lack of identity. You have a hard time trusting people, yourself included. You may be a people pleaser. You have a hard time letting go. And you are an overachiever. Mm. Do you yeah. identify with any of those? Yeah, i say uh the anxiety part like you experience anxiety mm-hmm. uh lack of uh identity mm. yeah um i could say trusting people mm-hmm. not really not no not trusting people i'll say people pleasers more mm-hmm. and letting go like hard time letting go because you didn't have like in my um in my experience i didn't have a you know, a sibling. So to kind of anything I had, shit. like uh, like a, even a best friend, a childhood best friend, mm-hmm. it would be hard to like let them go if I like grew apart from them. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I never had that connection with somebody. So and like when I did, yeah, I felt mm-hmm. like I need to hold on to this bond. But sometimes you can't. It's but so like much time you have with this person mm-hmm. until y'all go y'all separate ways. Naturally, mm-hmm. not even just you know intentionally so that's insightful as hell so you feel like in a child wise because you didn't have a sibling that made it um more prevalent in your adulthood for you to kind of hold on to people who didn't need to be held on to yeah 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 basically like it was just like yeah we had this close bond i don't i'm not used to this you know having somebody i could call like a brother Mm -hmm. you know so, yeah, it was tough, you know. 
I'm proud of you. Yeah. That was like yeah, a, I, a, you know how they be doing it in a movie? It's like, aha. When you said that, I was like, this is some deep shit. This is some deep shit. Um, I would definitely say um, the anxiety part. Um, and then also, to an extent, that like the, that people pleaser. Mm-hmm. But not everyone. Right? Mm. Um, and then also that overachiever. But I feel like that overachiever and the people pleaser, I feel like all three of them actually kind of intertwine into a little orgy right oh. because for those of you who don't know i'm not um an only child obviously mm-hmm. um i am actually a middle child on both sides um mm. and on my mother's side specifically i was not obviously kind of like the first grandchild i was the second to oldest i think or third to oldest after my sister and like one of my cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, so because, and you know how grandparents are about their grandchilds, especially that first one, right? So mm-hmm. for me, I internalized a lot of, you know, you know, that sibling rivalry. So that's one thing that you didn't have to experience. You know? mm-hmm. so, yeah. <laughs> that's good for you. But like rivalry, whether it's actually the present rivalry or just rivalry that you internalize and kind of create because as a child, like, you know, you want to be seen in the same ways, but you was talking about that favoritism that kind of mm-hmm. manifests in certain ways. So I was just like, okay, well, I could do this and I could do that. And like, that just became like a very large part of my identity. Like me just yeah, kind of being a perfectionist, being very, very type A mm-hmm. and specific. Um, and that just carried over for sure. Like I'm definitely an overachiever, like without Oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely. Doubt. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I put that at the top. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like like she said, like Tiff said, like uh I was like um a crazy people pleaser as well. Mm-hmm. Like I I will always used to like to make um people happy. I I didn't want to see them get like angry or mad. Same, same. But then I was just like, yo, fuck all of that. Nah. I don't care, you know. They get mad, they get mad. You what know, part of your childhood do you think um, is there anything that you can kind of press on that you think might be the route to you just kind of tiptoeing around your own feelings for other people? Because I was also the same. But that's kind of how I think about that. I never, person. like being an only child made it worse when it came to that because mm-hmm. you never really got the chance. You don't really get the chance to verbalize your feelings mm. to another person you're around your age. You know, or your age, or the same age, you don't get a chance to like go at it with somebody, so you don't get the chance. That's why I think it really comes from like being like only the conflict child. resolution. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. embedded in me. Like now, I'm I, I don't care, but like I had to learn. You know, instead of having it already embedded in me, I had to learn how to like verbalize my feelings, say how I feel. How did you learn? I mean, jobs. Mm-hmm. They'll teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick yeah yeah they'll teach you and I think I read a, a quote from somewhere it's like you you have to in order to be get comfortable you have to be uncomfortable I love that quote yeah so I was uncomfortable at a job and that prepared me to be comfortable somewhere else mm-hmm. and now I'm just like you know I'm just flying through you know a job where they could that it could present the same problems I had the previous jobs with because I had that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm well uh, equipped, you know, to you know whatever is gonna um, go down at the job. 
yeah that people pleasing stuff is a is a doozy because it's like we already established the overachieving for me right um that trickles down to people pleasing because like i am a doer you know so like i'm actionable in that way where it's like okay well is this good is this okay and um I had to learn through therapy, like to kind of be and not just do, you know, because that was what I was generally um, kind of experiencing was, okay, well, I'm doing this. I'm getting these A's. I'm um, being funny. I'm doing all of this, like that manifest in, in some way, shape or form in adulthood, where it's the same thing where like, I'm very, very comfortable doing and kind of attributing stuff to the fact that I can do and do very well. Mm-hmm. right and that comes to the, the pleasing where it's like if you kind of set people up it's that whole you you teach people how to treat you right if you right. perform and like you're a doer and you're doing all the time and you're not really assessing what that means for you what the what the burnout looks like for you what you really want um and what you really want to manifest for yourself then you get to a crosswords where you realize boundaries need to be set and all that other shit and that's exactly what happened for me mm-hmm. yeah. right and because of all that that perfectionism that overachieving doing 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 and performing that leads to the anxiety you know mm, so it's wow. just like a fucking cycle it's crazy mm-hmm. um but uh, another interesting thing that i found was um it's not clear where this comes from i think it might be like a it's supposed to be like a reparenting book rather, I guess. Um, and it's why we become our own loving parents. Chapter one. Sounds very crazy, right? Wow. Um, and the question is, why do we want to be our own loving parents for our inner child? So essentially why is it important, um, for you to kind of reparent yourself? And when people hear reparent, um, again, for me, it doesn't mean like extreme, issues, extreme trauma. Um, um, it's really for me also just acknowledgement and awareness, right? Because as you saw, and as you kind of said, when it came to like the example of, um, inside out shit ain't peachy keen, like at any given time, um, your parents were shooting a shit, trying to figure it out probably. Um, Mm -hmm. So you were experiment in some ways, <laughs> as hmm. fucked up as it sounds. Like mm-hmm. all of them were kind of, all of us were kind of experiments to some degree. Um, so you bound to kind of have some attachments to that, right? But they have a few points that were really poignant for me. And one of them was, we want to be our own loving parents for our inner children to stop them from sabotaging us. Mm-hmm. As in, you do the work internally so that your inner child in whatever trauma they they attach or they've kind of held suppressed within you don't fuck up what you got going on now right 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 so like children have tantrums Mm -hmm. right a lot of the same behaviors kind of exist internally um and what it says and 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 bear with me because this is a bit of a little snippet If we do not recognize our inner children, they do what real children do when they are ignored. They retaliate and find ways to sabotage our best efforts. Our inner children withdraw when they are afraid, worried, or angry, and we lose energy, time, money, creativity, and spontaneity. We remain stuck at various life stages where we were so emotionally stunted that we stopped growing up. 
Examples of sabotage include our addictions and compulsions. So this thirst for adrenaline, alcohol, codependence, dangerous or risky behavior, gambling, um, food, drugs, sex, tobacco, workaholism, hoarding, all those stuff. Um, sabotage also includes non-productive or negative behaviors like low self-esteem, manipulation, passive aggression, um, procrastination, rage, um, shame, fixation on others, extreme cautiousness, emotional outburst, like this attention whore type of stuff. Mm. Wow, that's deep. That's a word, right? Yeah. Do you... Shit. Go ahead, go ahead. Let it out. Shit. You well, you having some thoughts? I feel I mean, like with you, me, I could say with me, I could I could look at the alcohol. Mm-hmm. The alcohol with me, that was a big problem. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working on that because I feel like that could like fuck up everything. Cause like you like alcohol, like people don't get it. Alcohol is like a big, it's a big spectrum. Like it's so big. Mm-hmm. Like it could be divided into different sections. Like mm-hmm. Like, you could think of alcohol as something your parents did as to celebrate something. Yep. Like, you see everybody at gatherings. When you're a child, you see somebody, like, having uh, a cup of liquor, Mm -hmm. and they see you try to pick it up. They're like, oh, don't touch that. And you're, like, so curious. You want to touch it. You want to drink it Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And when we get to the adult stage, we realize that, okay, yeah, alcohol, this is something that we're supposed to do mm-hmm. because Everyone you're so ingrained, it, yeah. it's so ingrained in your head. Like alcohol is a celebratory drink. Mm-hmm. It's something you do even to relax. You see your mm-hmm. parents come home from a, a day of hard work. Like, like Tiff said, mm-hmm. a workaholic. Workaholics get tired. What do they, what do some of them need? Or most of them, mm-hmm. they need a nice beverage, a cold, cold beer a cold hard one and you see that and you'll be like yo this fucking beer just cured my parent they was look so stressed out when they came in <laughs> the house cured. no they look so stressed out when they came in the house they had this this substance i don't know what it is i'm a child but i see it's a bottle mm-hmm. um and i know i can't drink it so it has to be something so like then crazy that, that, that um... yeah curiosity yeah they like yo he just wild on me when he came in the house now he have this beer he's all nice now like what the fuck yeah it's like it seems like fucking magic like it just cures all yeah or it could be weed it could be like anything else i will will hope it ain't cocaine or or coke or crack whatever you want to call it um because that's like the extreme Mm -hmm. but you know, like like I said, and with the low self esteem, we are pretty sure a lot of people I know, you know, had that issue mm-hmm. growing up, and it, it can affect your if you didn't work on it. It affects the the, yeah. the the people you choose. Yeah, the the significant others you choose, partners, friends, mm-hmm. literally the people who will shape and mold and support you are, you know, manifestations. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, yeah see that's getting hella deep it is you know you 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 go towards like one of them says the attitude that the world owes owes me that one is like you i feel like that's like a late teen stage Mm -hmm. like you're like yo 
my father wasn't in my life. Oh. The world owes me like, you know, this. They owe me this part of of what I missed out. Damn. And I'm not getting that. Yeah. So you feel mad at everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and let them not have the the relationship with their father, a good relationship with them. They're going to hate you. Yeah. Because they're going to feel like, well, I couldn't have that, you know. Yeah. I wasn't blessed to have that, you know, relationship with my parents. So you look at the world in a different way, like a different light, you know, thinking that like everybody owes you something mm-hmm. when in all reality, nobody owes you anything. No you owe yourself. You damn thing. Exactly. And that's why this inner child shit is like so important because it's kind of like at some point. Even though, like, for the first X amount of your, your life, your, your your parent was responsible for you, right? And and honestly, like, we already hinted at, they made choices for themselves that more than likely affected you. They also made choices for you. And then it gets to a point, and this shit is hard. The work is fucking hard, but it gets to a point where it's like, okay, well, do you choose at this point to recognize that this came from here? Or, like, this possibly is a manifestation of this experience in your childhood? Like, and what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. you know That's like true. what are you going to do about it are you going to just sulk in in like a woe is me type of shit are you going to be actionable and um intentional um another part that they said again like why why is it so important basically to kind of become parents or like uh be intentional and acknowledge your inner child is to end internal conflict it says mm. the fragments of ourselves all have different needs and wants so we remain in constant internal conflict for as long as the parts of our fractured self operate in isolation. Wow. That's that's crazy. I'm finna save this PDF. This shit you is, should print that up. I'ma print this out. I'ma share this in the in the episode details as well. Mm-hmm. That shit that shit was a word. Wow. That shit was a word. Like to think about all the different parts of you at different stages in your life and how fragmented they might have been right where it's like you have your inner child i can't remember what movie it was but you have your inner child and then you have you know middle school tiff and what might have happened around that time or like high school tiff right and what happened and kind of how they're all kind of sitting in a fucking round table in your head just kind of banging on the table like yo bitch (laughs) <laughs> hear me see me mm-hmm. i mean this this deep that's like a deep statement you said i feel like i don't know i'm torn like um torn in what way see you fragmented oh shut the hell up <laughs> no i feel like yeah different parts need need a lot of assistance like different parts like you said the needs mm-hmm. like different needs like even attention that that could be a need of yours. Yeah. That that needs fixing. You know, uh wants. What what's the difference between wanting something and needing it? Mm-mm. Yeah, because some parents don't teach their, their children that. They teach them all the wants, but never teach them like what they really need to survive mm-hmm. when they get out in the real world. You know? And then they that that internally will turn into them. You know, like she said, like um, that fractured self would mm-hmm. operate in isolation mm-hmm. for a long time in their life. So, do you recognize in yourself if there's like any, like, 
isolated parts that need certain things and have those kind of messed up, manifested themselves lately. Uh, yeah, I think the part of like uh dealing with family, uh huh, like you wish that you were closer to a certain family member, mm-hmm. um, but you're not, mm-hmm. and it's not your fault. So I wouldn't say like if if you're going through this too, like don't blame yourself mm-hmm. because I think it it has something to do like your it is during it was during your childhood, yeah. Like we were like we don't realize that we soak up a lot of stuff when we're children. That's all you and do it as would a child. it was it's get transferred to, you know, adolescence to early adulthood to mid adulthood. It's your foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't fault yourself from that. And it's no like uh avoiding that mm-hmm. if you're the child. You have to go through that and then you will have to make a decision of whether you when you know when you get older whether you want to fix that relationship or just leave it as it is mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i mean it's going to be hard but yeah if you like see where it came from uh find out why it was like that or is like that then i feel like you could get more insight and fix it but if you just let it die then it's going to die mm. you know cuz it's easy just to ignore it and it not go nowhere so is that um i guess persona of you know the familial ties is that in conflict with any other part of yourself that you can think of uh like in terms of what like like is there any other parts of you that kind of are constantly at odds with you know the fact that you didn't have that relationship or if you didn't have that relationship. I mean, yeah, because, like, you want to be able to call the person mm-hmm. and check up on them and have that connection with them because they, you know, they're a uh, important person of your parents' life. Mm. So you want to have that connection. That parent, listen, the parent might have fixed the the uh, fractured part of the um communication between whoever you're feeling about like how you feel about the other person yeah but that don't mean that you're gonna have that same feeling towards them yeah like just because your parents squashed everything everything's good now yeah. you still gonna have that that atta- yeah that attachment yeah that's just like or somebody that connection rather yeah that's like somebody tells you all the bad things about i was their just about to say that yeah, all the bad things about their boyfriend, and then you finally meet him, and they're good now. They're good. But you're like, they're nah, great. I don't like you. <laughs> but you just like, nah, I just don't like him. Like, you know, you should have just said shit about him. You, you know, you fucked it up, fam. Because now I have this negative thought. Kind of, yeah, yeah, association. Yeah, so it's still it's still gonna be like back in your head. You're like, yo, but this person did this, 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 this. You know, so. It's it's a work in progress. Yeah. You know, it's just a work in progress. It's all about uh, whether you're mature enough to have that conversation mm-hmm. as well, too. And also have that conversation with yourself. Yeah. Like, mine is, um, like, that playful child. Because I, I was always a very um, playful, observant, um, curious mm-hmm. child, right? I was, I, but then also serious, right? Okay. So it's kind of like playfulness and seriousness. 
Oh. Like sitting on opposite sides of the table, like, okay, well, no, I want to do this. And it's like, bitch, let me breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like that's kind of the internal conflict that kind of still manifests now where it's like, okay, well, no, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. Um, I have to finish this. And then the playful child is like, but um, you need to also stop for 30 minutes because I said so. Mm-hmm. And let's play The Sims. You know, you didn't play it in like a year. Let's play <laughs> oh, yeah. it. And I literally did that yesterday. I was like, okay, oh, yeah, cool. Um, so it's kind of like that conflict. But I think what you were saying also is like just that acknowledgement and realizing it and really being kind of um, mature enough, for lack of a better word, to at least be aware of that. Because mm. that makes all the difference. Right. Um, now, speaking of that internal conflict, the next part was integrating those fragmented parts of ourselves. So it says, when we help our inner child complete the life stages they miss, they begin to integrate their needs and wants. And when they're all integrated with our adult selves, we have a solid unified personality. As whole people, we then go on to build happy, healthy, serene lives, which is the next point of, obviously, you do all of this to become happy, joyous, and just free. Yep. That's basically what it is. <laughs> That's why everybody want to be happy, free, no stress. Shit. Just feel loved, you know? I think that's the part, too. Yeah. Because the, the crazy thing about it is you were mentioning before how we don't realize how much children sponge, mm-hmm. right? Their whole initial existence is them just kind of being thrown into this shit that they didn't ask for. Especially <laughs> these 2020 babies. Sorry, baby. Sorry, mama. But uh, they're just thrown into something they never asked for and trying to figure it the fuck out. So they're observing. They're, they're mm-hmm. sponging. And they're kind of absorbing everything because you're their only reference point. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And like, with you being their reference point, that obviously is a big-ass fucking burden. It's a, bit a, it's a big-ass impact. Um... And it's a big ass job. Like again, beyond just the actual maintenance of a child, like there's more than just the physical maintenance. It's a mental maintenance. You know how we always talk about like physical health as well as mental health. One of the things that you were saying that was interesting was like you didn't have the the room to um, speak, you know, mm. and and really feel like you can kind of speak and get your feelings heard because you didn't have someone around you on a usual basis that was just same age, like a peer, mm-hmm. right? And that is significant because I feel like a lot of people feel that way, even if they did have siblings, right? Because the people that you need to speak to are adults. And what do people always say? Stay in a child's place. Yeah, Don't yeah. speak unless you're spoken to. Like, mm-hmm. And all of those things, those manifest too, That's right? True. Where you might mm-hmm. feel um, unheard. You might feel cautious and anxious about sharing your feelings because you don't know if it's valuable or valid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you carry that shit with you. Yeah, that's true. You really true. do carry that shit with you. Uh, and until you really recognize how all of this shit manifests, it just will continuously be you kind of hitting a dead end and then hitting another dead end and then hitting another dead end. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does. Did you learn about your inner child today? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now I learned a lot of stuff. 
um yeah i didn't know it was so much like in detail yeah it's a There's whole so much stuff study. like i gotta read it. i gotta read this yeah um, this is we only cover like the first what that was only the first two pages y'all yeah it's like 30 something pages 30 something pages they have exercises yeah i'm gonna definitely enjoy doing this yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna throw the pdf or the file um or the url for the pdf inside um the description for this episode uh let us know if you find this helpful i feel like this might be another we have so many that are like great ass conversations but because we don't want to sit there and, and boy y'all for an hour and a half um we might just kind of make this uh a part two yeah um, where we kind of talk with other people too because i feel like this is a pretty interesting topic yeah it right? is it is all right so regrouping though regrouping and kind of rounding back to that original question in the first place right which was the whole what advice would you give someone thinking of having a child um i would say don't be afraid to let your inner child show uh for example just just to have just have fun just uh be spontaneous just to let your you know do stuff that you wouldn't normally do normally do yeah just mm-hmm. be like be like um just be a character just <laughs> just shout you know do crazy because me i'd be fucking doing hot dog hot dog hot diggity dog <laughs> and how do you feel when you do it it feels hot dog, great hot dog, hot dog, look at her looking at you like yes yeah. like I, I look like a goofball but you know she loves it so yeah i just do it to make her smile and make her happy you know, and, and kinda, I didn't and, even and know I could do shit like that. Happy, yeah. yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I'm flapping my arms and shit, ah. like goofy and all of that. But it's something that it came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, when I when we had her. Yeah, it's not it worrying just, about like images. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's not just, worrying about how you look. You know, that's what I think a, a child brings. Oh, um, yes. That spontaneity, that fearlessness. Yeah. And along with that is just um, learning how yeah. to be selfless. Mm-hmm. You know, not uh, thinking about yourself, just um, making sure your child has everything they need, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be clothes, food, education, anything, uh, any uh, need, yeah. um, you know, and putting them first when you when you're doing something. Um, yeah, I think I like I like both of those. Um, the not being afraid to let your inner child show, because just like you said, there's this um conflict oftentimes with your inner child because like they're suppressed you know mm-hmm. and there's certain things that you um can do to really bring that out that won't just kind of bring joy to your child if that's kind of what um prompted this self-reflection for me it did yeah um it might not for you. It might just be you at a stage where you realizing that you're a conflict and whatever the case may be, and you need to do something about it. Um, so I think that's really important. Like, even if it's not like trauma filled, maybe you just somebody who needs to loosen up. Right. And that's, right. that's what your inner child is telling you. Like, yo, let's return back to here. Let's cool down. Let's loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It might be something as simple as that. Well, not simple, but you know, right. um, and then the learn how to be selfless because with children come sacrifice yep, a lot yep. of sacrifice um you sacrifice in sleep you sacrifice in sanity sometimes like you sacrificing a lot and um it never really 
comes to surface unless you're in it. Like it's one of those things where, and I think I can't speak for you, but I can definitely speak for myself where people have all these um, words of wisdom and great things to say. And it's like, okay, you take it with a grain of salt and you understand it. Right. But right. until you in that shit, Oh yeah, yeah. It's just, just a crazy. whole different ballgame, and those things still apply. Um, but it's still just a whole different ballgame because there's so many variables. Like, what's the temperament of the child that you have? Did you know if you was having twins? Like, a mm-hmm. lot of things can change. Yeah, so it's just a lot of stuff you got to look into. Um, you you know you should do your research just to be on the safe side. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're covering a lot of stuff, but ultimately you're gonna want to just do your own research. Yep. Along with that, just to have just you, like anything. Yeah. yeah, make you at ease, you know. Uh, for me, I would say work through your shit. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is, you know, this inner child conversation is only one part of it. Um, if you are someone who is going to be intentional about, you know, the fact that you're bringing a whole little human into the world who, again, didn't ask to be here. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, the least you could do is prepare yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I say prepare yourself, I don't just mean financially, right? Because again, that's not all that children need. You know, children are very basic, (laughs) for lack of a better word. They're, they're very Mm -hmm. basic. They're not low maintenance. Um, but, um, the manner in which they're high maintenance is just, just their sustenance. Right. But then there's also, if there's things about you, around you, within you, that might be detrimental right address that shit right and you're not just in the in the honor of being selfless like drew said you're not just doing it for your future child you're also doing it for your future self you know and becoming a better version of yourself okay right because who want to be stunted um Mm -hmm. and then also learn to let go Ah. if yara has taught me any fucking thing especially with how type A I am, it is to bask in and really appreciate the universe kind of stepping in and doing what the fuck it needs to do when I always feel like I need to be in control of things. Oh, wow. Right? That was our TTC journey. Like us even having her trying to get pregnant. All of these fucking spreadsheets. Oh, (laughs) the universe was like, bitch, you don't need none of that because I'm going to do it when I feel like it. Right? Oh, us sitting there and planning <laughs> for a, yeah, a pregnancy, like, and then uh, going to have a a, a what planning for a water birth? Oh, bitch! Yeah, no, we're yeah, not doing that either. Uh, and then also like, oh, so I want to have it here, huh, bitch? Hi, my name is COVID. You know, <laughs> like it's yeah. like learn to let shit go. Don't don't um sit in your shit. Yeah. To the point gonna... that your ass is going to be stanking for days, right? You can sit in your shit to feel your emotions, to acknowledge them, to kind of, you know, do the oohs and the eyes, but don't sit in it so long that mm. you put yourself at a disadvantage. Yeah. Basically, you're going to get like curveballs. Or here every there. single motherfucking day. Yeah. So just be prepared. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, like we always do, um, let us know how y'all feel about this episode. Um, throw us topics. Again, we know where y'all at. We see people all through, all up and through, outside of the United States and all that shit. Did you see that? 
Yeah, yeah. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. We want to hear from all y'all, especially y'all. How how the hell y'all even found us? Right? We appreciate it. We want to know y'all. Um if you got questions for us, uh, oh my goodens or Instagram. Or send us the email, oh my goodens at gmail.com. Um but yeah, so like you always do, and we will next episode um nix this a little bit so we're not going continue playing the you heard we will share them um and we'll also be sharing the playlist um but what is your you heard okay so my you heard erd 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 like i did that <laughs> no actually <laughs> my you heard is, um, she got up like, what was that supposed to be? Um, you ain't Bismarcky. You know he he's an icon in the music industry. He's a legend. Yes, he is. You know. Yes, sir. Um, he danced like me. You know. No, he doesn't. I think he got his dancing skills from me because I'm so smooth. I don't so know how that, that's literally physically uh, impossible, but but no, he has out. Tiff last name. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is James Brown. I'm black and I'm proud. You like that song, Mama? Say it loud, Yara. There we go. All right. That was uh, My You Erd. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that song uh, has a lot of history towards it. Um, you know, going back uh, yeah. to back in the days, you know, where people were struggling with slavery. Damn. Okay. Uh, that's the only thing we could talk about in Black History Month is slavery shit. No, nah, no. Nah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, we got to talk about the bad, too. But uh, we also experienced a lot of good things um, that dealt with, uh, you know, um, just having a free, uh, free rights to vote and, you know, everything else that came with that. Uh, what's your yard? So, my you heard... I thought she was going to do the echo. Er, er, er. Pick it, pick it. Er, okay, er, all right. You're, er. you're doing a lot. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, I'm oh saying. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. You know I mean? <laughs> you finished or you done? That was my LL. Yeah, you, you know. You finished or you done? Go ahead. Go exactly. ahead. Exactly. Y'all was like, really? No one asked for that. Shall we? Shall we? You still going? <laughs> So my you heard again. I feel like she's been on our playlist a few times, and she gonna be on it a whole lot of other times too. Um, it is Beyonce. Find your way back. See, I'm always on brand. Okay. I'm always on brand. Find your way back. Don't let this life drive you crazy. Got you. She stayed with bars. Yeah. People don't respect her as a rapper, but she's a rapper. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that was all you urge, okay, for this episode. Like we said, the uh, yours from now on are going to be um, in the link below. Um. Or you could just email us and we'll just send you the songs that we have for the episode. Yeah. You can always um, request as well. If you want to request and kind of add to the playlist, you can let us know. Yes. But uh, until next time, we're going to what? We're going to see y'all. When? We, we see, see y'all. y'all. Peace. Peace.